I tell people it feels like when Neo saw the Matrix for the first time, he could see all the ones and the O's and everything. That's how dot-com felt to me. It was like upsells, funnels, webinars. Oh, you know, it was like that secret, that moment. Um, And then for a lot of people don't know, I actually have a ClickFunnels tattoo. The Move Entrepreneur Evolved Podcast. Get on it. And we're back with the Moved Entrepreneur Evolved podcast, and I'm super excited to have our guest on our final day. It is December 31st of 2021. Jeffrey Benick. We were joking. He said, "Call him Daddy," but I'm probably not going to do that on the show. Good to see you, buddy. How you doing? <laughs> What's up, man? By the way, uh, not only is this your 40th episode, tomorrow's my birthday. I was born January 1st, dude. How does that get any better? I mean, am I, I mean, can I tell you happy birthday? You can, you can. I appreciate that. You know, it's funny having a birthday January 1st. First of all, you always get that Christmas birthday present when you're a kid. So you always got screwed on that. But the cool thing is I got older. I found that I could always find a party and at midnight, I'd be like, it's my birthday. And it turned into a birthday party for me. So it's like actually paid off as I got older. So it's like you had like uh you had like a, a two-week window of like these are the days i'm gonna party and then they all came together <laughs> yep exactly it's all for you know in my 20s man that was that was a big mesh of always it's hey it's my birthday now so lots still, of good time. wait a minute i'm still drunk <laughs> <laughs> well good deal man good deal well i'm gonna jump right into this thing man i i think that um people's stories are fascinating i think that um our ability to kind of look at entrepreneurs as fascinating human beings um, is always interesting to me. And I noticed that you have a military background. So uh, yep. thank you for being a veteran. I think I already oh, thanks, man. Appreciate to tell it. you that. I don't think we tell our veterans enough. Um, I think they're super important to our society. So I wanted to say that right away. But um, my next question is, what took you into business? So, yeah, um, well, as you said, I was in the military. Well, I was a medic with Second Force Recon out of Camp Lejeune in uh, North Carolina. I uh, did that for four years. So I was really um, big into like exercising and running and, you know, all that type of stuff. Um, so when I got out back then, this was in 96, um, that you didn't need personal training certifications as much as you do now. And uh, so I got out. One of my buddies happened to be running a 24-hour fitness. He's a general manager. I was like, hey, you need a job? You've been working out. You're in good shape. Why don't you be a personal trainer? So for like 15 years, that's all I did was run gyms, my own personal training business, you know, worked as a fitness manager, you know, all that, all different aspects uh, of fitness, which is what led to my whole ClickFunnels journey. I was studying sales under this guy named Bedros Koulian, who was a sales mentor, is teaching me online marketing and how to brand myself as an online personal trainer hold up a book you know from some dude russell brunson.com secrets or something he's like hey you need to read this book and like all good students if your mentor tells you to read something you read it right Jump on it. but i'll tell you what man i'll tell you what jason when i uh when i read that all these years of my sales training and trying to figure out how this online system and game and how it's supposed to be marketed and done like i tell people it feels like when Neo saw the Matrix for the first time, he could see all the ones and the O's and everything. Yeah. That's how dot-com felt to me. It was like upsells, funnels, webinars. Oh, you know, it was like that secret, that moment. Um, and then for a lot of people who don't know, I actually have a ClickFunnels oh, tattoo. <laughs> this is real that I got before I ever got my first one of these because I saw this mission with Russell Brunson where funnels are dead, or websites are dead, funnels are the future. And to be very honest with you, I saw his mission and I'm like, I think I can jump on this and ride this noise he's creating myself. You know, he's like creating, I saw the future, what he was doing. And that's when I decided to go all in on the ClickFunnels group and got this tattoo and in hopes that I would like do something great in ClickFunnels and not be some weirdo with a ClickFunnels tattoo. And luckily it was the first, not second, but uh, yeah, um. I don't know how much you want me going my story or whatever. I mean, it was basically, yeah, I think it's fascinating because it was like 2000. I go back, I go back. It was 2012 where you actually were breaking out. You were doing a fit, uh, like a body camp. Right, right. 
Yeah. So it was like, you know, you look back in these years and, you know, that was probably the years of just when ClickFunnels was kind of like they were starting to kind of get the idea. And if anybody that's read his book, it was other things that were involved before that. Um, but ultimately, you kind of go back in 2012. And the reason that I bring that up is many times there's like a personality trait that comes with this. You know, you know, you had medic, um, you're in the military, you then went in and you looked at um, personal training. And then you kind of look at this, there's this adventure that's kind of happening, you know, over and over again. And one thing I think that's interesting, because, you know, I'm, I'm getting a little older myself and, you know, both of us, we were talking about getting all the things and we're not in a society. I think this is important to kind of talk about is that we're not in a society where you said, I'm going to go do 25 years in the military and get a pension. And I'm not going to go and just, you know, work at some job for X amount of years. And we're watching these, these businesses just change. And that was a major shift right around that time. I was in e-commerce way before that, even 10 years, even before that, I was in e-commerce. 2002 was the year that I started. But ultimately, when you start to go through that, in, in those eras, what was it like watching this change? Dude, we've, that must be some good luck, man. Yeah, he's a big, he's a big guy. Yeah, he's that's Stevie. He's a big, big guy. He's making his December thirty first. Black cat yeah, he's goes by. He's trying to like make a debut. Anyway, sorry about that. We all oh. good. We, we have guests. So, Actually, what was that like for you? Just mentally transition because this is going to go through some interesting conversation. We'll go in later. You now have talked to you know you're in NFTs and things like that, and we'll jump into that. But I'm really interested in what your thoughts were back then of just being open. Well, I mean, it was it was an interesting shift, too, because when I got involved in ClickFunnels and I wind up getting the Tucama Award and all that, it was a quick rise to fame. I mean, when we launched this first one in 57 days due to 1.2 million at that time. It was the fastest anyone had done a million with ClickFunnels. So, yeah, when I got my first Tucama, it was a quick because it, it even though I had always I mean, I, I ran. Uh, fitness gyms like I ran LA Fitness, 24 Hour Fitness. I was even the general manager for the UFC gym here in Las Vegas. Um, so I've managed gyms, but I never managed my own business. Got it. And going from like that, where sure, even as a personal trainer, where you're, you know, um, you're independent contractor and you run your own, it's not the same as all of a sudden you're going from a business where as a personal trainer, man. 30 to 35 grand a year was what I made. Mm -hmm. And when we got to the peak, we were charging 40 grand per funnel, you know, <laughs> to build out for people and stuff. So it was a big shift. And then I had a team and, and being able to go from that where you're super solopreneur to solopreneur on the online world to managing a business to trying to manage multiple businesses. Um, uh, as much as there's success, a lot of people see there's a lot of failures too, man. A lot of people don't realize there's, and I think that's one of the things that sometimes people get scared of going forward fast because they're afraid to fail. You know what I mean? But um, one of the benefits that I've had in this, this game, this game of entrepreneurship, uh, I see failure as a step closer to success. I know that eventually those steps of failure are going to stop and the success button is going to go forward. When is that? We don't know. Mm -hmm. But if I could tell you it was, hey, you know what, Jason, in, in seven times you're going to fail in the eighth one, you're going to knock it out of the park. How fast would you try and fail? You'd fail as fast as hell to get there. Good point. That's what you need to do now with with fail with intent to learn from. Don't fail just to keep messing up. You know what I mean? And fail with education too, right? Right. You, you know, do your homework and do, do, do your due diligence and then fail forward. I mean, that's, you know, if you're, if you're failing backwards, I think that's, that's the idea of just gambling anything, right? I mean, right. right. Just gamble and everything. I did see that uh, I, I used to have a poker, uh, we used to have a poker website. We sold poker stuff back in the day, probably 2005 and things like that. Um, mm -hmm. I saw you done some poker and things like that. And there's, there's, there's a little more opportunity for education, but sometimes the gamble's the same. It, it, takes yeah. the, it takes the nuts and it says, just put it right on the table and you gotta go. And I think that that's something that many times entrepreneurs need to be aware of. Um, as, you were, as you were kind of going through that um, and you had that, who, who were some of your mentors? I know that you had talked about 
Um, Russell Brunson, that's pretty easy for everybody to kind of tag that one too, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, You're very close to him, but I mean, I think that- it, It's state, weird yeah. because I had such a quick rise to um, success. I had more um, peers than mentors to some degree, where like people were like, for instance, one of my good friends, Akbar Sheik, I don't know if you know who he is at all, but he's sort of been- not only a friend, but a mentor and a confidant, you know what I mean, as far as that goes. So I, I've, uh, I've paid people like Andrew Cruzzi, I joined his mastermind, you know, uh, John, um, John White, I joined his, I've had Dan Henry, I've joined several masterminds and, and things like that. But there's not one real person. I mean, I would have to say as silly as it is, Russell, just because above everybody else, I took everything that he taught me internalized it and turned it into the funnel dock and everything so as much as for some people they say that and it doesn't really step them forward other than they read dot-com secrets russell changed my life you know, i mean like i, I mean I, who knows what i'd be doing now if it wasn't for his guidance and mentorship and friendship even i'll never forget the first day when i was on facebook and it popped up that it says russell brunson sent you a friend request I was like screenshotted. I was like, mind you, I'm a fanboy of Russell. I'm reading his books. I'm yeah. eating, breathing, and sleeping click yeah. funnels. And Russell Brunson just sent me a friend request. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, today is the greatest day of my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, so yeah, Russell's a big one. But I mean, then there's Dan Kennedy. I've studied underneath him, you know. Um, um, yeah, it's just a, a bunch, but no one that's really stood out. I would have to say Russell above everybody else is true, is cheesy as that might sound but i mean i do have two click funnels tattoos on my body so you know <laughs> you better not get rid of that, another one that, that company <laughs> right uh, this is the other one the eight figure award when uh when this first guy hit uh 10 million in under 18 months uh a month later i got that one as a celebration is is hitting the 10 million which i didn't even know was going to hit 10 million i was getting ready to go on uh Mixergy with Andrew Warner. I don't know if you know who he is. He's Mixergy is a podcast for entrepreneurs. Um, and I was getting ready to go on it. Um, and for me, that was like a big thing because I watched and or listened to his podcast obsessively. And all of a sudden, here you know, Nick saying, because I was at a ClickFunnels event, he saw my tattoos, wanted to hear more about the story. And next thing you know, I'm on the podcast, get ready to go on. Kevin calls me and I'm he's like, We did it, Jeff. I'm like, what what we do, Kev? What what we do, man? Are we in trouble? Do I, I was gonna I say, run? What those calls you know, always come you like son of a bitch. No I don't clue, know. right? Yeah, because because mind you, I got credit for the ecosystem because I built for Kevin everything other than the course and the webinar. I did everything: the emails, messenger bots, the funnels, like everything. Um, so that's how I was able to get recognition. But um, yeah, I hadn't I hadn't been a uh, one of the things that sucked was I hadn't gotten recognition i sure got this but i didn't get any money from it and people saw kevin it was his funnel so they saw that he was the the guy who got the recognition for that so actually it was when this guy which is the one i get to brag about actually the most is when click funnels uh set the guinness book world record for the largest ever human sub so soccer human bubble soccer game so um so yeah, that was uh, to get off of the mentorship and everything I was talking about. We were talking about, yeah. but I got sorry, I got a little distracted. But yeah, that was uh, um, Russell. To get back on topic. Russell was the, the the biggest mentor, or even Kevin to some degree. Um, he taught me a lot. Of, he's like one of my best friends. But like as crazy as it sounds, he's taught me a lot of stuff just being around him and. Uh, he what a good person he is is like rubbed off i mean i'll never get one time we were we were hanging around and i was just like dude you're just so freaking nice to like everybody like i mean everybody you know what i mean and he looked at me and he's like dude you never know who's going to be the next ceo and when you treat them that way you help make them that way and i was just like wow dude and this is coming from a dude who's now made you know we're at that point i think he was like 30 mil you know he made and i was just like that's really cool man you know what I mean? That's really there is a world that's pretty interesting in the internet world. And, you know, there, you know, you go and <clears throat> you look at like back in the day, if it was mortgage or whatever, it was all about being the big dog ripping down the, you know, the next deal. And, 
you know, the salesmanship of, of lying to kind of go, oh, what was your sales? You know, or this, I mean, you were in the gym business. I mean, you'd meet up with another gym and like, what was your numbers? Well, we're, it's the 24th and we're already here. And you're like, kind of bullshit. Right. But you're like, I want to make sure right. there's a lot of this ego, you know? <laughs> and, I, and that's never going to go away. But I think that one thing that you tapped on that was like really interesting is, and it made me kind of, it reminded me of 2010. And I remember at the time, my e-commerce stores were actually taking a transition and, you know, it was either go get millions of dollars or go a different route. And so at that time I started breaking things down. And I remember I started going into like pay-per-click and, you know, I was learning about Frank Kern and, you know, all these great, you know, well-known guys. And I look back and I was wondering, you know, for myself, I was like, it was kind of difficult because I didn't know kind of what I was doing. And really what it was is there's many times in the internet right now, I think you would agree that there's sometimes people that aren't going forward very far from you. They're, they're, they're oh. literally only a few steps ahead of you. And there's maybe this sense of like finding the mentor of the old day. The word mentor should still be there, but I, I think the way that you had mentioned is like really good. It's like a peer that's willing to share kind of the battle that they just went through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right. I mean, it's, it really comes down to just very simple, like, hey, I just got cut. Don't go there. Not, hey, here's your career path. And I'm going to take you for the next seven or 10 years. You know, if you want to own a restaurant, you know, got to learn how to bake first and then you can own the shit. And it's like, we don't have time for that shit anymore. Right. For me, a mentor has always been uh, someone I can call when I need the next step to the fastest way possible. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I'm going to do execute X, Y, Z. Who do I know that's done that? That's been successful. Okay. Let me reach out to that person and we need to get on a zoom for an hour or something, which don't get me wrong. I'm become been very, very blessed in my career to have access to the people I do. Um, which sometimes I look at it, I was talking, do you know Steve Larson at all? Do you know mm-hmm. who he is? Mm-hmm. So I was talking to Steve the other day and we were doing like a dream 100 list of people we were talking about working with. And between him and I, I started looking through the list and I'm like, it's it sort of like was humbling the amount of people we knew and could reach out to and would like answer our phone calls. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where not to put this wrong by any means, but just, wow, for it's going on five years ago now, but five years ago, I was just a personal trainer that was making 30 grand a year that my dream was to have my maybe my own little gym and make like 150,000 a year, you know, like, and, uh, you know, in the circles we run now as crazy as sometimes if you're not doing that a month, you feel like you're not hitting your numbers. So it's wild to have that, that jump in just that short amount of time. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a crazy, it's been a crazy, crazy, crazy ride, man. I think that these, because um, I was talking about, you know, closing the year out and things like that. And, you know, I had a goal of how many podcasts I do and how to put them together and get great people and good conversations and things like that. And what a blessing it's been to just every person that I ever bring on the podcast. You're like, if you have a good conversation, I mean, these are one-on-one. This is, I mean, people will see it, but this is kind of buddy up, right? And in the end, I can't tell you how many people are like, dude, call me if you need something. Or if they've said, you know, hey, you're running the podcast, how's it going? And I'm like, hey, just give me a call, I'll talk to you about it. Like, and you create these incredible relationships within like an hour and a half or an hour and the value, especially on the internet, you know, it's not like, you know, I'm coming down Fifth Avenue and I see you at the donut shop all the time, right? So we don't, we don't get that. So these intimate relationships that you create are so valuable. I'm going to go ahead and jump forward a little bit because this is kind of the fun part. One thing I think that, um, you know, I was kind of wrapping around a lot of just how fast things are changing. And when you just basically broke that through, I went back and I looked at kind of the dates and you were actually pretty close. I might be off, but it was right around August. Mm -hmm. And that was about the time when you started to make kind of the shift in NFTs. And it was, it was actually the date I can nail it here. And you had said, do I have any friends that are doing this? And I mm-hmm. thought that it was kind of interesting. And it was, it was, I think it's right. You did talk about bully beatdown back in 2010. I, I was going to talk about that. <laughs> bully beatdown? No. Nice. You're like, anybody here talk, watch bully beatdown? You remember that show? Oh, yes. I do remember that, dude, back in the day. Yeah. That was, that was such funny. a good, such a good. So, yeah, that's, a, that's cool. So, uh, but ultimately, you know, you'd, you'd put a, put a statement out there and you just were basically saying, is there anybody out there doing, um, any NFTs and things like that, crypto stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And this was about 
really it was about August. Yeah. And it it was right there at that time. It's just like, you made a change. And I kind of want to talk about that. It's not that you left anything really behind, but what is it that you saw in NFTs that said, look, I'm going to hook to this. I mean, there was multiple things. So my, uh, funnel doc career had been amazing career man i mean just i've been blessed so many times from the first time i put on the lab code i went to funnel hacking live and it was three thousand people i didn't know if they'd point and be like hey who's the weird tall dude with the 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 phone the doc thing on or what thank goodness it blew up but i mean there's been so much that's happened over these years man um it's been it's been such a wild journey um but getting into nfts I was sort of tired of it, man. You know what I mean? The whole coaching, I've been doing it for almost like two years now. Mind you, don't get me wrong. I've been very successful. The last eight people that had signed up all hit 30 or uh, hit 10 grand within 30 days. And four of those clients went on and hit hundred K between 80 to 122 days, which is phenomenal, man. Like I just talked to one of my, those same clients uh, yesterday. And one of these ladies I was working with the year before did 30,000. This year, she's doing 400,000. Super successful. Loved my job, was really good at it, but there wasn't that spark anymore. You know what I mean? Like, mm. even then, when, uh, when this one lady told me, she's like, yeah, I did like 40,000. I was like, great. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, it just wasn't there anymore. Because I, I think because one of the reasons, too, is I just went so heavy so fast at the beginning where I just went so all in. Mm-hmm. Four years later, there wasn't an easing into it. This was, hey, where's the deep end? Let's dive in both feet with a weight belt on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't any. And I think that that plus the learning curve of everything, like I said, how to run a business, how to be a marketer, how to be the funnel doc, how to do fun, like all that on top of itself was just so much. I was just also looking to do something different. You know what I mean? Just something different. Um and then all of a sudden, I had been looking at NFTs. I started really researching it. I started listening to Gary Vee and a little bit of Alex Becker and doing a bunch of my own research and stuff. And I just started seeing them like, holy crap, these are going to be how everything that's bought and sold online will be in the form of an NFT probably within the next couple of years. And I looked at it and I'm like, this is so new that right now anyone doing anything of it is literally a pioneer in the space. There is no, if you Google, how do I launch NFT? There is no one out there that is the go-to person right now. Sure. You could model after different people, but there's no one out there teaching the way to do it or anything. So here I am coming from an info space where I've made 400 or $41.7 million for myself and my clients doing all info products, you know? So I'm like, this why can't i be the guy i mean really to be honest with you that was the main driving forces i saw there was a huge missing hole in the info in the nft space in two spots in the info product space on teaching it like there's no go-to source and then also on how to actually launch nfts people were just throwing a ton of crap against the wall and a lot luckily a lot of it was sticking initially there wasn't a story or foundation or community or any of the stuff you need to really make an NFT work. You know, there wasn't real marketing or really promotions or strategy behind it. People were just putting it out there and it was so new and everybody was, woo, let's get into it. You know what I mean? Um, so because I saw those two major holes um, and I wanted a shift, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go again. That's just my personality. I'm going to go all in. So I also realize marketing and everything's what and promotions, what I do. So I'm going to destroy or uh, kill the funnel doc brand, which is the whole hype that I did during uh, funnel hacking live, which was able to draw a ton of attention to my brand, which was able to make my shift easier. I mean, heck just in uh, what is it? Less than 80, about 85 days. Now my, my Facebook group is at 3,700 people just through organic traffic alone. I mean, the, the, the people right now, the reach for or the interest on NFTs is starting to really peak. But the funny thing is, it's still only like 0.02% even really know what an NFT of the population is. If you really, people hear it, they're like, 
NFT, what is that? NFT something? I've heard about that. There was somebody I heard it, but uh, I don't know what it is. You know what I mean? They're still huge, huge. It's so funny. I see. Well, I'm going to queue you up right now. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Why don't don't you go ahead and take, you know, I mean, I think I have, I have about that one and a half percent that if somebody doesn't know shit, then I know a little more shit. So, you know, why don't you go ahead and just share like the definition of non-fungible token? Sure. NFT, non-fungible token. So first of all, let's break down the word fungible because even though it sounds fun, it's not like a party or anything like that. It's fungible. So what fungible means is interchangeable. So if I basically, one of my favorite analogies, if, if I have five Rawlings baseballs or whatever all laid out and they're all perfectly made the same, those baseballs are all fungible. They're interchangeable for one another. They're all of the same value. They all look the same exactly. They're exact copies. Another word for fungible you can think of is exchangeable, okay? So fungible, exchangeable. Non-fungible is when some famous baseball player, Jose Consenco or whoever, whatever, whoever your favorite uh, Nolan Ryan or whatever comes up and signs one of them now, it becomes non-fungible because it's not the same anymore and has its own innate value and uniqueness now. Even though it looks the same, the signature is enough to make it unique and therefore give its own value. That is what fungible means or non-fungible in the case of, now we have to look at the final word, which is token, okay? The simplest way, which is NFT is non-fungible token. So the token part, the simplest way to look at that is it's a ledger on the blockchain blockchain that tracks everything that's bought or sold that's attached to that actual uh, non-fungible part of it. And it could literally be anything from the deed of a house it could be rights to a music song. It could be a simple JPEG that has no actual value other than people say it's worth value. So a non-fungible token is a contract on the blockchain that, sells, that says that something's bought or sold. Now, the magic is what you do around that, that transaction being gone, going on. Because, for instance... Think of this, you're a new artist coming out, or better yet, you're launching your podcast for the first time, but you've got like a, a, a little cult following of, let's just say 10,000 people, which 10,000 is a good amount when you're starting out, but when you look in the world to think 10,000 is nothing, you know what I mean? It's nothing when you have millions for influencers and stuff. So say that each one of those 10,000 people were really, were willing to give you, I don't know, a thousand bucks for an NFT. And this NFT has all your first album on it, and they, for perpetuity, get a small percentage of any time a song of yours in the future is on SoundCloud or something. Now, mind you, you're like a nobody. You've been 200 bars. You've got like this cult following, that type of stuff. Now, you just took 1,000 people, $1,000 times 10,000. I'm not good at math, but I think that's like $10 million, right? Yeah, as long as we have the zeros in there, we can usually do Right, that. something <laughs> like that. But that's, that's a, it's enough that you as a starting artist would not be starving and would have money to seed money to now have a career and start launching yourself without the need of a record label that takes 80% of everything plus all the other fees. So all of a sudden this artist blows up and now you have a token that's now worth tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars it's paying you potentially every month because this person's now put out five different albums and you you know what i mean because Mm -hmm. i heard on soundcloud the other day justin bieber or whatever i think it's 190 million downloads a month is that his number yeah I mean, dude, think about that. Now, my people are like, oh, you wonder why a guy like that's weird. And you're like, well, I mean, yeah, it's like that, right. But think about that. That's the the magic of an NFT. It can be anything. You can make a deed to a house. Let's say, and here's what people don't realize. There's a baked into the the actual code itself of a token, a royalty for the guy who creates it. So let's say this is a, we're attaching it to a house. Mind you, this is just tracking something bought or sold and it's a proof of ownership and a proof of authenticity on the blockchain. So it's undeniable. It's verifiable. That's the cool thing about it. That's all NFT really is in its simplest form. So say instead now it's got a picture of a house and whoever owns the NFT owns a house in the picture. 
Now I decide to sell this and let's say for easy math, it's 3 million bucks or whatever, I sell it to you. Now, whoever originally made that NFT just got $300,000 in royalty. In perpetuity, it goes on forever. And that's the cool thing. Think about this um, courses, okay, for now. I launch a course, how to launch in NFTs. There's only going to ever be 2,000 of them in existence, I'm going to say. So I make it the access in NFT that you buy. Let's say it's $997, 1000 bucks, normal price for a course. It's a good course. Um, we sell them out. There's only 2,000 of them now. You buy one of them. You go through the course. You love it. It's great. But like me, if I go look at my browser, no bullshit, I've probably got like 30 grand in courses over the last five years. You know what I mean? Like it's ridiculous. With an NFT, because there's scarcity, I can go resell it and make money on it, bro, because there's only 2,000. If those other 2,000 people don't want to sell them right now, you can't get this course unless you get the NFT. Simple supply and demand. Simple economics, bro. But that's, that's the amazing part of it is like literally we're such a beginning stage. Your mind and imagination is the only thing stopping you from being able to, to do whatever. That was as long cool. As there's a your mind and your imagination is the only thing that's stopping you. And I think, you know, I was, I was trying to connect all this stuff together and we all are trying to kind of put it together. It reminded me like of a country club, right? You get this access to this country club. And that was like, I had somebody I was telling in the surf shop the other day, like, what is it? I was like, think about it like a country club, pay $5,000 and you hold that. And there's only so many memberships to that country club. And when you're there, you get access to the bathroom, you get access to the course, you get access to all these things. And now you look at that country club and it's been 20 years. And now that, that actual piece is worth 25,000 or a hundred thousand or whatever. And then you can sell it for that amount. And you, in those cases, you have dues, things like that. I never know. I never understood why they made you buy food. I never understood that one. But <laughs> I never understood that. But I think that, like, it, does that connect? Because I've been kind of using that as an analogy in a sense of like, just because a lot of what an NFT also from, again, my non-math of NFTs, it also has an, it has a relevant, it, it, you get access to something maybe as well. There's, there's more to the actual piece that you have. It's so not just oh, an good, art piece. It, right. It, a, good NFT, a good NFT will have a strong community underneath it. Realize no NFT will last without a community. When, you're, when we're launching NFTs, that is the first question I ask them is, what type of community, what's your vision for this? Why would people raise their hand and be, I identify with that. I want that one. I want that one to be my image. There's a reason why, because here's the thing is I started studying all different launches and I was like, there's certain launches that are blowing up, but they don't have a cool utility behind them or any of these other, even some of them don't even have a roadmap, but they're selling out. And I'm like, how is this possible that literally this NFT, there's 10,000 of them doesn't even have a roadmap. And it sold out. So I started like doing a deep dive and it's the community. It's people mm-hmm. wanting to be a part of something bigger than themselves. And they get to be part of that velvet rope now because the community with the community, like you have your, your big community, let's say click funnels, but if click funnels had an NFT, now there'd be a community within the community. Be like, look, we're automatic brother and sister in arms because we have an NFT together. You know, it builds this instant bond of everyone that like, hey, we're in the cool kids club now. Sorry, you didn't get in. I mean, it's, it's little- the same thing. I mean, you go to you go to a club in L.A. or something like that. And, you know, you show up, there's a certain person that you're there. If you have this access, you get walked right through. And, and you know, if you have this, you know, VIP, VIP card into concerts and things like that. And, or maybe you buy a band. I mean, how incredible would this be, right? Buy an, and uh, you buy an NF- NFT from a band. And then they're only like coming up or whatever. Um, I've been following this band, I will for a long time, but Greta Van Fleet, you ever heard of them? They're, they're just no. like, uh, oh, oh man, you got to listen to them. If, did you like Van Halen? <laughs> okay. You sure. heard of, you know, Van Halen, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Led Zeppelin, sorry. I know both of them. I'm good. <laughs> Led Zeppelin, these guys, Greta Van Fleet, they sound just like them. I mean, no Very- shit, like, they're so good. But these young guys, my point was, when I go back and I look at these, sometimes I like these new bands or whatever. And if they would have sold an NFT and they said, look, when you buy, when you buy this NFT, you get access to 
any show you want front row, you get access to. And it's like, how much is it at the point? Hey, we're raising X money. It's almost like GoFundMe in the beginning. It, it's exactly for it, it. That's the cool thing of it. It is so much potential on so many different avenues and realize the things that we're thinking of are just like the surface level yeah. stuff. Like we haven't even realized in a year from now, it changed so much just in since August from when I first started getting into it till now it's, it's flipping crazy. And in August, when I really started, I had been studying crypto and NFTs before, but finally in August was the time where I'm like, I'm all in. And, and literally I was falling asleep watching crypto and NFTs and waking up and hitting play again because you know, I was so into it. I literally put in probably 80 hours of studying in a 40 hour work week once did the very first week I was in just because I couldn't get enough of it. Mm -hmm. um, but the funny thing is, is it ran out real quick. There's not a lot of info out there. Once you get to a certain oh, level, I see what you're saying you're, you're, yeah. you're running you're, away, just basically. Yeah. And you need nobody. Yeah. I mean, you've yeah. got, I mean, you've got, but that guy, you know, you got like Alex Becker, he's all crypto and he's gaming crypto and all that kind of stuff. But you're right. It, it kind of in the gaming group kind of ends with him <laughs> in a way. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, Alex is amazing. He is a freaking him and Elio trades are geniuses. But here's the thing too. Even if you follow Alex to a T, he's not telling you how to launch an NFT. You know, you've got to first dissect all of his clues to figure out what the game he's even got going on that is making a ton of money. It's amazing. And like, you're not going to figure out how he launched. You're not. He, it's And plus the way he did it is very unique and amazing. Um, but that's the thing. So we've had a lot, what I call launch and learn, where you're going out there and failing and learning quickly about it. Like, um, you know, there are certain things that now make only sense since I know about it. But when we first launched the first one, um, I didn't know that there was agencies that you can go out there and have your actual NFT contract certified, um, blah, blah, you know, so it was every code of it was legit. I didn't, I didn't know that was a thing. You know what I mean? Sure. Now that I hear about it, it makes total sense and we'll use it, but didn't know about it. It's little things, you know what I mean? Like until well, you that's know. A, that's even a small community, right? That locked that in. And, and then now you got to figure out who that is. So there's going to be a silver lining. There's going to be kind of a, I guess what you're saying is kind of like a gold standard, but that gold standard hasn't even been fully completed is what I think. Not even close. Having right now. No, because here's the thing too. We're developing stuff all the time. Like the launch I'm doing, have a launch coming up here at the end of February. We're going to have for at least as of right now, it's never been done. We're going to have the first ever, affiliate platform where you'll be able to sign up as an affiliate mm. you'll be issued an nft that's part of the launch mm -hmm. anyone that signs up underneath your link will be attached to that nft and when you get uh, when they uh, mint and when on the secondary market that nft sales you'll instantly get paid out via the blockchain as soon as that happens so there is no waiting 30 days or oh i didn't pay it or anything as soon as anything happened it instantly happens and here's the other cool thing is every person attached to that nft is your own private affiliate list that you can sell to someone else for that nft if they want it. you sell the whole thing yeah it's your list yeah i what was it was it just uh i just, I just got the oculus for the holidays uh -huh. you know and I mean, it all makes sense. You're like, okay, I'm doing this thing. You put that, have you done much time on that thing? Oh yeah. Yep. That is the moment it all makes sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, I can't really pressure that enough. If you're looking at doing any of this, just go get an Oculus, spend the 400 bucks. Cause that is going to literally, you literally go, you know, I have a buddy in Arizona and well, I used the boxing game this morning and I was all tired. <laughs> <clears throat> but, you know, I got a buddy in Arizona. One guy's in Sacramento. And, you know, he got to play golf. And no shit, if for a second of, of, of a moment, if I don't put my hand out of that little matrix, man, I'm there. Oh, yeah. That's just the beginning, too, man. That's the crazy thing. Like, I tell people all the time, like, realize 
everything we're doing is the beginning right now. The, the mate, you know, whether whatever metaverse you're talking about, it's still all of it in its infancy right now. I mean, it's not even, it's so new. It's not the, the mom hasn't even gotten pregnant yet. It's so infancy. We're just finding the apple. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, like if you think yeah. about it, like not to be like compare, like high comparative, but this is almost like Steve jobs back in the day when they were building apple in the garage almost, you know, as far as what's going on with, um, with everything right now, you know, you know, I say so that new. all the time. I, I just was on that with my buddy and I'm looking around and you remember this, I'm sure, but you remember AOL chat kicked oh, on, yeah. like, oh, what yeah. the heck is this? And you're like, I mean, the closest thing you had was a damn pin pal. And so oh, yeah. ultimately, you know, when that kicked off, I remember when I was sitting, I was actually selling cars and I had a little computer there, a little Dell Inspiron 5000. <laughs> right. <laughs> And I remember sitting there and having a chat is there and, think, and telling my friends, look at this. I mean, those are the days when you actually, they just started. Like, I just bought right. Qualcomm stock. And you're like, what do you mean you bought Qualcomm stock? It was like 99, you know, but putting that in perspective is not that long ago. It's, it's not that, faster. It's, it's not that long ago. And I think that when, you know, I didn't really, I mean, I got it. I've been around the internet for 18 or whatever. I've been doing this for a long time. But at the end of the day, when I put that Oculus, I said, this is the shift. This is it. And it's being attacked a lot too, which I think is interesting with Neuralink. You've got mm -hmm. Facebook. Um, you've got Sandbox. You've got all these small little areas. It's like, where is that? I think there was a guy that just spent 400. I just saw it right now. He spent $450,000 to be Snoop Dogg's neighbor. Well, so you're going to laugh. So I'm actually in the process of creating the first ever, what I call a MAA. It's a metaverse architect agency mm -hmm. because it's not a construction agency because you build the different thing in metaverse. You could build a house, one experience. You could be a, a game. The next experience, it could be uh, a, a fishing pond that you're like, it literally could be anything that you're building. Um, but I'm actually going, I'm targeting the sandbox because I think that's going to be one of the biggest ones starting mm -hmm. out. And uh, you don't want to ever spread out and say, I'm going to do everything. It always makes sense to niche down. So listen to that. If anyone's business right now, don't, if you say right now, my customer is everybody, you've already failed. So don't always niche down. But uh, I'm about to recruit 10 to 12 different artists and go to everybody in the sandbox and be like, hey, let us build your experience because probably... Uh, 99% of the people there have money, but no clue what they're going to do or how they're going to do it. So why not be the first agency out there to build it for them? Because people are paying. I've seen 300. I saw a yacht that was a $150,000, bro. Six. Exactly. So, and this is just the beginning. Realize there's people out there dropping two and three million on land. How much will they spend to develop that land? Well, even I was joking. I was with my buddy and we were on playing golf and I was like, let me make this real for you. You and I are playing this golf game and actually it played way better than I thought. Way better right. than I thought. And we're, we're playing this golf game and I was like, let me just make this real. This guy, all of a sudden, there's the ocean that's coming through here and then he decides he wants to cruise into your area with his yacht and then he cruises on by or, you know, you're in one of the games or whatever and there's a building and you walk into that building and there's a pizza hut and then all of a sudden you go, hey, you know what? I'll take this, this, and this. And about 30 minutes later, your pizza shows up. And then he gets paid. He gets paid for having the pizza shop. And it's, I, I, think that it's, I, I think it's not going to lock for everybody until there is a dominant spot. Well, so here's the thing. I, there if there ever becomes a dominant spot, we're talking it's going to be 20 to 30 years down the road. Well, um, you think that Yeah, far? for sure, for sure. Just because there's too many different environments that people want to be a part of. It's just think about this. A metaverse is just the extension of social media. Absolutely. So is there one spot everybody hangs out at? No. There are some there's some front runners for sure. And there's going to be five or 10 where everybody and their mom goes, but there's also going to be 50 to hundred outliers as well, where 
all everybody from the weirdos to the whatever you know like there's gonna be everything's gonna be out there brother i think us talking about this puts us in the weirdo category for sure (laughs) i didn't say i wasn't a weirdo i didn't say i wouldn't be hanging out i'm just saying that's where it's gonna be you know um but that's the thing man it's i think there's gonna be multiple different metaverses all within a niche within themselves and then there's gonna be you know it's gonna be prado's principle the 80 20 rule you know what i mean there's gonna be 20% 20% that are going to be the dominant, but there's going to be 80% that, you know, don't do anything really that are out there, you know? You think Apple's so, going to attack? You think Apple's going to come out with a round? You think that, um, you know, these so guys? I think that Apple will be more of the accessory and selling the shovels type of deal rather than trying to sell the gold, whereas Facebook's trying to sell the gold almost. But think about it if if metaverse is just an extension of social media, it only makes sense for Facebook to become that. It won't be where we're sending us messages anymore. We'll be talking to each other face to face, but in a um, metaverse avatar. You oh, know what I mean? That's yeah, it's there. going. Yeah, it's going to be that. Will everything you do in the normal world, you'll be doing that mm-hmm. in the digital world, but it'll be better because just like paying golf which i i dude i love playing video game golf i like playing real golf too but there's no way in hell i'm ever hitting a hole in one i crack the shit out of hole ones excuse my languages on video games you know like i mean <laughs> but that's the thing it gives you dude, the have ability. you played have you played the uh uh have you played the, the top golf yet in your oculus in oculus no i haven't yet no I, i'm not shitting you dude <laughs> you're, you're gonna have to you have an oculus now yeah all right, we're going to do this. I'll find you. You and I are going to okay. play golf. We'll play 18 okay. rounds. I'm not shitting you. If, you. if you have a full bar, I think when it gets down to like 20 or 30%, it doesn't. But when you have 100%, the mouth, your mouth moves. You have your avatar. Your arm moves. Your buddy's sitting next to you. It's like, you're up. And you, you kind of give the old, the thing that cracked me up, <laughs> the head nod. He's just a head nod. And I about fell off, I about fell off my friggin' ass. Cause I just couldn't believe I'm like, dude, we're here. And you know, he's, he's, he had a cocktail. I had a cocktail. We were laughing. We had, I said, man, this is just, this is insane. This is just insane. Two things. First of all, I come from a big gaming background of, I mm-hmm. love, I even one time during my funnel jock journey, got what I call shiny opportunity where I'm like, I'm going to be a Twitch streamer. And for mm-hmm. like a couple of months, saw, that's I all I did was, posted. yeah. I'm like, I'm the funnel doc on Twitch now. And, uh, it was a great experience and I wind up getting my partnership and all that because I love games so much. But then I looked at it and I'm like, revenue wise, I'm like, dude, I could be doing this for another five, six years and not be close to what I'm doing now. This is yeah. stupid, Jeff. What the fuck are you thinking? Yeah. Excuse me. Like, dude. So, we but, broke uh, the seal. It's, it's the day before. We, we can have New yeah. Year's resolutions of no cussing started January 1st. But that's there your you birthday, so we can cuss. Sorry, I'm ex-military, so it sneaks out, man. It sneaks out. I don't give a shit. I think, lot, you know, the one thing I love about, well, that was one person that brought him up. The very first person was Gary Vee, man. Mm-hmm. He, he cracked that code, and he's like, look at these things, you know, and that kind of locked in with that guy doesn't care what he says by any means. But ultimately, like, he locked that. And I remember him saying it. There's, and I, I can't remember what I was, what I was relating it to. I did, he, mm-hmm. he locked it into music, I think, first right and that was kind of the kick and i said man something's changing here something's right. shifting and even to this day when i started in e-commerce and i got online and i got i used to tell my buddies i'd be like hey man i'm doing this i'll never forget i went and did some consulting for a guy who had a um hit a jewelry store his dad had one and i walked into his jewelry store and I knew his son and everything like that and I walked in and I said, hey, man, I'm selling, you know, so much $50,000 a month in sunglasses and stuff like that. And he's like, what? And I said, yeah, we're starting a watch business. I'm going to start a watch called Watches Extreme. And mm-hmm. so I said, we're launching this. And he literally looked at me and was like, get out of here. Get out of here. It's because of guys like you that are screwing up our industry. <laughs> and I'll just never forget it. And about two years later, I came back around and he just pulled, kind of pulled my arm and kind of pulls me over. He's a really nice guy, but he just pulls me over and he goes, you know what, man, I'm sorry. And he's like, I didn't. And that's what I feel like there's, it's there again. I feel this like crazy, you know, it's, I don't even want to use the opportunity. It's just exciting to see. I mean, but unlike anything else in history now, um, First of all, you have COVID that pushed it astronomically. Oh, like we God. wouldn't be anywhere where we are right now if we hadn't been locked down for a year plus 
where this was our only access mm-hmm. because of that we are we should we should probably be here five to six years down the road where we are right now you know what i mean like as well, far like as we could talk about conspiracy theories of that no, well no 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 i'm not i'm not getting there i'm just saying as far as <laughs> no i'm saying i could because they, they, how, right. they the made it work curve, right, but the learning curve of how quickly everything's adopted and people who moved online and now are comfortable online probably wouldn't happen for another five to six years if it hadn't been for all this yeah so now we've got this going forward to this lightning pay place but now you've not only got major brands nike adidas microsoft you know you can just there's like 10 different ones that have all been buying in but you've got major influencers celebrities sports people Mm -hmm. so it's like whether you like it or not it's going there and it's going there lightning fast. So you can either be like in the, what was it? The nineties when the internet kicked on and everybody's like, Oh, that internet thing will never stick around a bunch of weirdos in chat rooms, talking to each other and stuff like that to now I couldn't imagine life without the internet, yeah. but here's the deal. The metaverse is going to make more millionaires than anything in the history of man. I, I believe it. You know, I was telling my, my girlfriend's an attorney and I'm like, listen, she, she might be home probably hearing this right now. But ultimately, I, I, I told her, I said, look, spend two hours a month learning about the blockchain and law. Like a huge opportunity. Just, a, just, just take two hours a month. You, you just focus just two hours a month and just to get your head wrapped around it because it's going gonna, it's gonna to change. And it, you know, I actually just had an attorney on, on the he's a business attorney. We we're talking. He's like, law moves really slow because of, you know, the, just trying to get the old, he kind of went through this whole reason, old people don't want to change and, you know, the powers that be are that big. But I think that this is going to be something it's like, you have to, there, I mean, there's just, you know, they talk about transactions. I think in Arizona, I read this thing as well, that they're already trying real estate transactions using blockchain to add the transaction already there. They're testing it like right now. And you look at contracts and stuff and it's like, we get this piece of paper and you got to kind of discern it. And all it is, is a stamp on the blockchain. And you go, wait a minute, do I need, you know, do I need an appraiser? Do I need, like, do I need any? It, it only makes sense, man. It only makes sense. That's the thing. That's why I destroyed my whole brand is because I started looking at this and I'm like, this is going to affect everything we're doing. I mean, in the metaverse wasn't even a, th- I mean, it was a thing, but it, what didn't play into where now it's a major aspect. The two things I do is launch NFTs um, and then I'm looking at into the metaverse, whether it's land or creation or whatever, that's, there's too much opportunity in there not to get a piece right now. Like literally people are like, it's so funny because if we're, you're into it at all, you feel like everybody knows, but that's only because the certain amount of people around you are all talking about Good it because that's point. you. Good point. As soon as you go outside that, no one has a clue, man. Now, mind you, it's in the last couple months. Here's the funny thing about NFTs. They've been around since about 2017, Mm -hmm. but 90% of the growth has been in the last six months to a year. The last six months to a year is 90% of the growth has happened, man. Over Thanksgiving, you have grandmas talking about NFTs that never, hey, Sonny, what's this NFT stuff I hear about? You know, like seriously, like not even joking. So it's moving faster, but they still don't know. They hear about it. Well, you've got know. the Jake Pauls, the guys that are major influencers, and you know, there's there's uh oh, did I get a did I it's a huge it's a it's a it's a it's a rough road, man, because realize they're screwing over their audience. They both done multiple rug pulls, and there's no need for that. When you have a brand, when you have something like that, if he would just do it right, he can make a crap ton of money and benefit his audience too. But that tells you what type of people they are when all you have to do is take a little bit better care of your community who loves you, who bought your shit, excuse my language, because they love you. And you're like, nah, I'm out, dude. Cool. I'll go on to the next one. Dink doink. Next one. Dink doink. That's my next one I'm on. Like, what the is wrong with you, man? Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, like, don't get me wrong, but you've got all these people that love you. It's a, it's a double-edged sword, like, in a way. And, like, I don't know, but I don't really care. I can't wait till... Um, I mean, hell, let's talk crap. Maybe he'll call us up. Who knows? <laughs> That's right. Hey, <laughs> hey, how do you think he got his fight? Or how do you think, uh, what's his name, got his fight with um, Tyrone Whitley? So, I mean, you look, you, look at, you look at, you know, Logan Paul, Jake Paul, things like that. And in a way, though, you're going to need those guys because you're going to oh. need these guys to just blow it up screw it up because you're not going to get the influence 
I mean, you're not gonna, I guess the speed, I guess you would say. Here's the deal though. Fool me once, yes, okay, because like you gotta learn somehow. But when you keep making the same mistakes that screw over your audience, it's not accidental, bro. You know, that's the only thing. Sure, man. Do you make this? There is no, we already said this at the beginning. There's no blueprint. There's no roadmap. Yeah. Sure. I think Gary V actually called. I think Gary V yeah. called him into oh, a room. Tom Billu. Tom yeah. Billu. He launched his and he straight up admitted. He's like, oh, dude, I screwed up. I tried to do too much with it and all this other stuff. Yeah. But that's the thing. Just admit you screwed up. Go on and fix it. Don't keep doing it. And that's the only thing I have a problem with those guys specifically because they're really giving our space a bad name. Because, like, dude, the last one he did where his crypto zoo or whatever the hell it was, yeah. it was literally JPEGs that he got off of Photoshop and put another one on top of it. And he tried to say that they spent millions developing a formula to make this happen. Like, dude, you're scumbag, bro. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's just my opinion. A lot of people love him. Uh, this yeah, is just would, something that's important to me. I wouldn't community. mind seeing Jay Wall get knocked out. That's okay with me. <laughs> is important. But like you said, too, you do need influencers for like, for instance, the one we're doing in February, we're talking to two different high-level rapper influence to, to do a rap song that goes like, we're building a whole community stuff behind it. It's not just, let's make some money, dude. And that's the problem is these people don't understand what NFT is and they're seeing his way to make money. You can make money with it, but that's not the purpose of NFT. The purpose of NFT is to track something being bought and sold. Mm -hmm. it, it's actually very black and white. And that's why I did the country club, I don't think I was very much deep into it, but just the country club concept, it's like you are in something. You have, you know, have 100%. You have transition, you have value that's there. I'm part of a community. You know, I might steal that from you, dude, because like, seriously, like if you think about some of these country clubs too, it's like, who, who says that's worth what it's worth? The people that are into it. Same thing with NFTs, man. Yeah. Why is the, why is the Salvador Dali worth that? Because people are willing to pay that for that. The only, and this is what being older guy was the first hardest thing for me was realizing it doesn't matter that it's digital. It doesn't matter. Real life, digital, they're the same thing to some degree. And just because I say this is worth X in real life and you say this is worth Y in digital, they have value because someone's willing to pay for it. Oh, I mean, you look at the watch, you it's look at, I mean, look at the watch community. You know, you, you get a watch, you get a Seiko, you know, you get a right. Casio calculator and it does the same damn thing. And then you get a guy who does some mechanics. And I mean, you can't justify a $1 million watch to me because the mechanics, I mean, you, no, no, I, I'm even, even if I had the funds to drop a mill on a watch, I would not, uh, that's just not my thing, but yeah. But no, back to the Jake. Unless, unless you understood the community that was underneath that watch. Well, that's, a, that's the thing. This is the biggest mistake people have that I've discovered in my transition into NFTs is they look at the image and they even look at the utilities, which utilities are cool, but in the end they become shiny objects because let's be honest, um, whatever it is you attach to it, unless you're giving them some type of residual income on a regular basis, which some stuff do, which is security. So it's a little iffy, like we're not sure what that is anyway, but that's a whole other podcast. Um, but anyway, unless you're doing that, whatever you attach to, it's going to lose its shine after amount of time. You Unless know, there's a community that says it's valuable. And Gary V actually brought this out. And like, I'm the only reason I'm talking about him a lot. Oh, I love Gary. I've, I've, do, I've really dove into deep uh, B friends and dissected everything he did trying to learn his mistakes and, and successes for sure. And, and he just, he just literally like breaks it down though. He goes, there's going to be a lot of people that are of young age that are getting it and they're going to, and this is what his, he said, this is my biggest fear. My biggest fear is that kind of like, you know, Bitcoin takes its massive drop. It's going to take its 30, 40% drop. They all know it. When you have, you know, wisdom, you start thinking, you're just like, oh, okay, I'm going to ride that wave. But unless you've kind of been through it, you don't know. And there's going to be, he says, there's going to be a huge community that just literally just, they get wiped out because there's going to be nothing underneath it. And I think that's what you're, you're really saying is like, 100%. unless there's something underneath it there's no ground it's, what is there that there isn't and that, what is that bible verse build your build your house not on sand but build it on a rock you know yeah totally man and that's why like right now 
um, some of the few people I work with, I make sure they already have established brands because it's easier for me to take someone's established brand and add gas to the fire and create the hype needed to be able to grow that brand because, um, well, uh, you know, for instance, um, we're launching one of Steve Larson's NFT actually in February. So he's doing the capitalist pig. So our goal is to have people who want to stand up and be like, I want to be a capitalist pig. Well, the good thing is there's already a ton of them. There's already a creative movement. There's already people that really self-identify with it. So now it's just being able to attach it to this NFT with all these other utilities and functionality that comes with it, man. So um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Plus we made a whole backstory behind it. Like, like literally, like, do you want to hear the backstory? This is like no one... So I, I probably shouldn't even be telling you this. So this is super insider, but I get Sorry, so excited Steve. about this. So, Sorry, Steve. Right, right. Sorry, Steve. Like, we're, so, we're, uh, we're, we're made, breaking, wait, I got to give you some breaking news, breaking news. Breaking news, breaking news. So seriously, so I made up this story because this is the thing is you want people when they see an NFT to be able to be like, again, like I said this before, but something greater than themselves. So first of all, the, the storyline behind the pigs are, there's this multi-billionaire named uh, Thaddeus Illuminati is what I named the guy, right? So I named Thaddeus Illuminati, multi-billionaire, um, who made his original first money from being investing in human DNA cloning and the cloning of animals. Well, one of the very first pigs that was ever cloned, actual name is actually called .com. So what Thaddeus did was he actually took the technology that was made to use .com and crafted 13 pigs to be his pig, his little piggy army to help him run his billion-dollar empire as he aged. Well, what a lot of people don't know is he actually took the minds of the 13 greatest financial minds in history and infused them into these pigs using special stuff that he's made. So yeah, so he's got these, so this is the 13 Genesis NFTs or these 13 original pigs, right? So as time goes on over the next 10 years, each pig developed its own specialty, crypto, NFT, whatever the different financial thing of the 13 different ones, each pig's running a different aspect of his business. And um, over 10 years, they 100x his business. But the problem is, is as time goes on, Thaddeus grows ill. And as he actually has a heart attack, surrounded by his only friends, the loyal, to, the loyal pigs. Well, the pigs didn't know what to do. So they did what they knew. The only thing they knew what to do, they made money and lots of it. So over the next couple of years, they're like behind the scenes. Imagine uh, like a comic book where you have the big screen, but it's a shadow. So all the pigs are actually running his multi-billion dollar business for the next like four years, but from the shadows. So no one knows that Thaddeus is even dead, right? So then um, so then they get tired of this. So they decide we're going to go out and, and spread capitalism to the world. We're going to create a pig army using the cloning techniques that we did. So they create 9,987 plus 13 is 10K of unique pig-like army guys so and here's the thing too i even created like a little theme song so they go it goes oink oink baby it's time to make some money it's not about the fat backs it's about the green backs oink oink baby it's time to... so they actually sing this while they're working in this billion and so check this out so his billion dollar mansion that he worked in had an underground laboratory that's going to be our first investment i'm giving out all the secrets that's going to be our first investment in the metaverse is we're actually going to buy a plot and then whoever buys the NFT, one of the things they're going to get is we're going to build out the billion dollar mansion. It's going to have an underground laboratory and everything. And this is where he supposedly lived and made the pigs, but we're going to build it in the metaverse. So whoever has an NFT, that'll be one of the things. Plus, we're going to be doing a second drop where we're going to be doing 3D versions. So whatever your first one is, you'll be able to get a 3D image of it, which will you'll be able to use it in the metaverse as well. So as you can see, beyond even the NFT, there's a whole process that really goes into making something because like imagine here and here's the other thing that story we're going to create a comic book nft based off i was just gonna i was just gonna say literally i was just gonna say this the creator of he-man uh just died and he oh really yeah it was like the i think it was the creative he-man all that stuff they talked about that there's actually a show it's really cool you should look up it on netflix fascinating Mm -hmm. And it's like uh, the 90s or the era of action figures or something like that. Okay. And oh my God, this thing, it's awesome. You get to see there's only like three, uh, the creator of G.I. Joe's. And when they when they did, it's just this guy sitting behind a desk, you know, and he's like, I created Snake Eyes. I love Snake Eyes, dude. That's it favorite. was great. I mean, yeah. So ultimately, though, he tells the story and you're like, wow. 
to me as a kid, it was real. Right. And that's what I think that what you just shared right now and the way that you shared that story was it, it might sound, uh, you know, creativity. It might yeah. sound, you know, hoopla, it might sound all those things. Easy, whatever. Right? But until it locks into someone's brain and it becomes an action figure and those characteristics of those people become what? Superheroes. Right. And what are superheroes? Right. Someone that you want to be like. And then right. once you want to emulate that, you start to take those characteristics and say, I want to make that as what? Who I am. And now you've basically taken that and injected that into the humans. And I think that, you know, what you, what you just shared is literally the way that action figures, G.I. Joe and all those things are created. And so kind of to lay out, I don't know, but I mean, I could close it out of this is at the end of the day, you can create whatever you want. And yeah. right now, it, you, you know, you, the world is your oyster. And I'll tell you, it, as long as you come from the spot of how can I give more value and make my community better, you'll succeed, dude. Seriously. Like, it, that's the key with this. Like, the money will come, bro. The money's going to come. There's going to be plenty of it. But if you go into it thinking money first and you don't go thinking about my community and how can I give better to them and make this uh, like a community even within the community, you know, the velvet mm -hmm. rope, like we've talked about several times, how can I make it that special that people are like, F yeah, dude, I'm a capitalist pig, baby. What's up? You know what I mean? Like, that's what you want people to do. And I've seen people do that time and time again with NFTs. Yeah. And then why? And that's the key though, is you got to have that story. You've got to have that underlying foundation. that's not made of sand. It's made of solid, you know, beliefs. It's got to be made of solid beliefs of them because like too with the capitalist pig, you know, F the government, we're, you know, no central bank. It all fits with crypto and everything so much. I can just see so many people self-identifying with that brand. And it's, dude, it's going to, we're going to make something historic in February. Watch. Well, Jeffrey. I Bennett, probably shouldn't have just told all that, but anyway, I get well, so excited. It's like my, well, I just well the good me. news is we have time to edit this. And by the time it comes out, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll make sure that steve's like what happened there i say well i didn't let that thing out i just opened the door that's all i did <laughs> no he wouldn't care man it's uh, if anything you'll be part of promotion what do you when does this come out when does this come um out? we can release it um i usually like to release them within the next couple of weeks okay cool yeah 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 because we're gonna start making noise like if you could do the end of january that'd be perfect i'll nail it we'll pick a date perfect perfect that'll be perfect. well well, that when this like, is live, hey, everybody, this is going to be. <laughs> no, that's, that, I would appreciate it because that's the way, too, we've designed it. Because realize, too, when launching with a brand like Steve, uh, you can't just be like, hey, we're launching NFT. People don't, it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. So you've got to warm the audience up. So we've been doing posts where he's just been asking questions. Who's in NFTs? Who's bought, you know, just to get them warmed up. And then we're doing posts where he's starting to talk more and more about how he's, oh, I bought my first one. I'm starting. So then when all of a sudden he moves to the transition in January, he's like, hey, I've talked to people. I'm going to launch my NFT. It makes sense versus him just out of the blue. Mm -hmm. It was this affiliate click funnel funnel dude now launching NFT. It looks like a money grab. It looks like he's just trying to make money. And that's the last thing. I mean, not the last thing. We want to make money. I'm not going to fucking lie. We want to make money. But uh, the community is, is the number one thing in our eyes. Without them, there is no us, dude. And that's what you got to realize. Without the community, there is no you. Well, thank you very much, Jeffrey. How do people contact you, man? And you know we're going to have to do this again. Um, For sure, we have to break For this sure. again. So how do people contact you? Um, probably the easiest is you can go to um, uh, nftsfornewbies.com, which will take you to my Facebook group, or you can go to my Facebook group, nftsfornewbies.com. I lucked out and got nftsfornewbies.com and howtolaunchnfts.com were both available. Can you believe that? so yeah that tells you how new it was that something is is cool as those were still available a couple months ago when i went to get them so yeah uh nft nfts for newbies is probably the easiest way especially if you're just trying to get into it group's awesome helping them out learning a lot so thanks a lot brother that closes us out for the moved entrepreneur evolved podcast i appreciate you jeffrey we'll close this thing out thanks brother if you like this episode, make sure you smash the like button and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Just like Nike is to athletes, Moved is to entrepreneurs.